Welcome to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. I'm Steve Casillo with the September 27th, 2023, 191st edition, always broadcasting from the Somark Studios, along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield news team. Coming up today, it's Mansfield News, Sports and Conversation. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to a Mansfield restaurant of your choice with our Mansfield trivia question, courtesy of Joe Jenkins Insurance. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. Mansfield ISD joins lawsuit against Texas Education Association. Public art and burnt ends. We'll talk about it in a moment with the mayor. Mansfield man sentenced for $3.5 million multi-year fuel credit tax fraud. Mansfield ISD makes the 2023 Forbes list. Local jeweler set to celebrate a milestone anniversary spanning four decades. Community health and wellness fair to take place on Saturday. In sports, a nail-biter at Newsom last Friday. We will talk about both the wins and the losses for week five of high school football. And in the talk segment, Steve concludes his talk with the Mansfield Mission Center's new executive director, Brian McFadden. We are Mansfield's only source for news, sports, and conversation. This is About Mansfield. Are you ready to create unforgettable memories? Picture this, an enchanting event venue nestled amidst breathtaking landscapes with panoramic views right here in Mansfield. The Grandview Event Center is the perfect setting to bring your vision to life. From intimate gatherings to large-scale extravaganzas, the Grandview has flexible spaces to accommodate any occasion, be it a graduation or school function, art exhibition, or birthday or anniversary party. Book your next unforgettable experience at thegrandviewmansfield.com. That's thegrandviewmansfield.com. The Grandview Event Center, where memories are made and dreams become reality. Book your event today. No matter your familiarity with buying or selling real estate, having an experienced, trusted advisor on speed dial is priceless. The Roger and Beth team of Century 21 Judge Fight is here to be that resource for you. Whether you're buying right here in Mansfield or your dreams are taking you elsewhere, we are ready to help you with turning that vision into a reality. To learn more, visit our website at homesinmansfield.com. That's homesinmansfield.com. Hi, I'm Katie Hayes, pastor of Galileo Church, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. This portion of the news is brought to you by the Grandview Event Center. The Mansfield ISD Board of Trustees voted 5-0 to zero Monday to join a growing number of other Texas school districts in a lawsuit against the Texas Education Association over the changes made in 2023 to the state's accountability rating system, calling it the, quote, a to F refresh, end quote, the TEA introduced multiple changes to the state accountability system after students had already taken the STAR test. The retroactive changes are anticipated to lower the rating of thousands of schools and districts, making it appear they are declining. In its own explanatory materials regarding the A2F refresh, TEA states it is possible for a campus to improve from 2022 to 2023 and still receive a lower letter grade. As a result, MISD believes, if implemented, the lack of advanced notice of new criteria regarding the STAR test and methods used to evaluate the test results would cause harm to school districts across the state. 
The lawsuit states the TEA violated the Texas Education Code by not providing school districts prior to the 2022-2023 school year with, quote, the accountability performance measures, methods, and procedures that will be applied, end quote, for that school year. The lawsuit seeks an injunction to prevent the TEA from issuing new ratings using the retroactively applied, yet-to-be-finalized measures. TEA accountability ratings are typically released in mid-August. This year, with the changes to the accountability system, the TEA announced plans to delay the release to September 28th. On September 12th, saying it needs to make adjustments to account for changes in students' academic performance after the pandemic, the TEA announced a further delay with no set date of release. The Mansfield City Council held a regularly scheduled meeting on Monday. The following opinions of those of Michael Evans may not necessarily reflect those of the Mansfield City Council, as we do every other Tuesday morning. Top of the morning, Mayor Michael Evans. Top of the morning to you, sir. Good to be here today. Let's just go ahead and jump right into it. You started one o'clock. Yes, we started at 1 p.m. with a work session. We discussed a public art policy. Listen, we are hoping that when people drive into the city of Mansfield that they see uh, beautiful art pieces all over the city. And mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, we want to make sure that our citizenry enjoys it as well. So uh, we, we did talk about that. We don't have a policy yet, but uh, we're in a discussion phase. And we want to continue to hear from the public in regard to that. So um, stay tuned for the advertisements that's going to come out inviting folks to come and uh, just share with us uh, what their thoughts are on a uh, public art policy and really just how to fund that and, sure. and how to make that work for our city. And uh, regarding the work session too, uh, Steve, we also had a quite interesting discussion regarding what would be noted as the Toll Road 360 form-based development district. We have a promising future. So we're hoping to develop all along a 360, an entertainment district, stadium, things of that nature. I, sure. Yeah, I mean, a, a real professional sports stadium, just an entire complex uh, that would uh, include hotels and things of this nature so that our folks can enjoy it, but as well as uh, individuals can come into our town, drop their sales tax dollars uh, off, and um, continue to support Mansfield. Allow us to benefit from that. Allow us to benefit from that and to continue our fight in lowering taxes as something that we want to do. And also making sure that people have those remarkable experiences that uh, we tout and talk about in Mansfield. So that was primarily uh, what took place in the work session. The seven o'clock uh, session, you started with a proclamation, uh, an event that, uh, an annual event that I, that I know and loved and near and dear to my heart. Yeah, that, that, that is correct. And, and actually, even the presentation took place early in the day. And what, what it was, was uh, the city council, we presented a proclamation where we're inviting the entire community to participate in this year's, I bet this is what you're talking about, our National Night Out celebration. That's it. It's going to take place October the 3rd. And we're just asking everybody to come out and, uh, you know, join with your neighbors and our Mansfield police for an event that celebrates really our joint efforts to keep Mansfield safe. That's so important to us. Yeah, I was going to say our subdivision has has participated in National Night Out year after year after year. Uh, obviously, COVID was not during that time, but sure. uh, we 
we've had food trucks, we've had live bands, we've had uh, bounce houses, and and uh, city and 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 county officials would come out and talk yes. to us, and then the fire department. The, the, it, it's a tremendous event that, uh, and yeah, it, it for is the listeners great- out there. Get your get your subdivision involved. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You know what? It is a great time. As a matter of fact, it's one of the one of the few times that uh, I actually uh, ride in a police car in the front seat, mind you. But uh, we ride around. We go from neighborhood to neighborhood, and um, we do. We talk about safety, and it's good to get out and, and mingle with our neighbors. That sure. that needs to happen. Let's talk about the North Texas Cleanup Challenge. Yeah. Well, you know what? Mansfield won the North Texas Cleanup Challenge. Tell you what we did. Not only did we take home or bring home the goal, but uh, we picked up the most litter per resident amongst all of our regional neighbors. Now, we're talking about some uh, shucks, some some 40 participating cities. I mean, so we were number one, and our organization included 4,603 volunteer hours picking up 822 trash bags and 7,398 pounds of litter. Man, that's a lot of trash, isn't it? That is. is. (laughs) We also, also, in regard to uh, uh, the, the work that we did, uh, we approved uh, uh, quite a bit in regard to the consent agenda, uh, my friend. How many, be- how many items were on the consent you, agenda? Listen, will you believe we had 19 consent agenda items, wow. 19 consent agenda items. And um, now, for the public's sake, they need to know that that we also now discuss uh, the consent agenda items at the earlier portion of the meeting as well. So we pull them and talk about them and uh, Again, that's recorded so people can go back and they can listen to uh, those items that uh, were pulled. Uh, uh, for example, uh, we approved a $245,500 agreement for branding and wayfinding for the Lynx Innovation District. Now, I'm excited because this project is going to help to shape uh, really uh, our understanding our concept of bringing new industry into Mansfield. So we did that. Then city council approved contracts for lighting of the uh, North Main Bridge at a little over $104,000 and about $53,000 for the design of left turn lanes on Madlock Road and the uh, Country Club Drive and uh, Cannon Drive intersection. We approved chemicals and treatment services uh, as well and a $610,000 generator for the expansion of the Bud Irvin Water Treatment Plan. And we all know how important it is to have some good water. So uh, we, we did all of that. And we know that uh, our folks love the parks and recreation. So we had a host of items for our facilities, including adopting what we call phase one of the ADA transition plan. We've got some old parks in town along with our new ones, but we want to make sure that all of them are ADA compliant and that all of the residents of Mansfield and our visitors can come in and they can enjoy our parks no matter what kind of physical challenges they may have. Uh, we approved $61,000 for landscape architecture services for McClendon Park East, uh, a playground, and uh, we approved dollars for a nature trail that will help to join uh, McClendon East and West, and about $57,000 for landscape architect services for the next phase of improvements at Man's Best Field 
Dog Park. Man, I'm almost tired of talking about it. We the, had the, all of that going on. The best dog park in the city. The best darn dog park in the city. And you did all of that by 801. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we did. We did all of that by 801. Now, I, I need you to know the work continues because uh, we're going to uh, be meeting on uh, Friday morning at 8 a.m. Yes, and, uh, a though, special meeting. It's a special meeting. We'll be talking about uh, Big League Dreams and and its future. And, and and listen, it's a bright future. Yeah. It's a bright future. We we hope to reimagine what BLD uh, will will look like and the experience that our residents can have at uh, Big League Dream. So we're working on it. We've heard for years people talking about the condition of uh, the park. And um, I want you to know that my colleagues and I, we're attempting to answer those concerns. All right. Thursday night, you got, uh, you're going to go have some burnt ends and, and barbecue. I'm a burnt end man. Yeah, I yes. love it, man. I'm a barbecue guy. Yes, we're going to have budget and uh, barbecue that's going to take place at Big D uh, Barbecue and Catering. Of course, that's located at 226 North Walnut Creek Drive right here in Mansfield. And this will be an opportunity for our residents to come and, and ask us about the budget, offer ideas and suggestions regarding our budget uh, going going forward in the future. So, uh, it, you know, it's, I, think, I think that uh, we understand that input from the public is needed. I mean, who are we representing if we don't represent our constituents? Just the council itself. You better know it, and we're not that kind of a council. <laughs> <laughs> and then here's some exciting news. Starting in October, we're going to transition from the 7 o'clock public portion of our meeting beginning, and we're going to move that up to 6 p.m. What we discovered was that we're the only municipality in the area that started at 7 p.m., but what we want to do is to take into consideration those who come to our council meetings. Uh, we, we're, we're taking into consideration the students that come, of course, also our residents, and uh, our hope is that uh, we don't have to keep them there until 10 and 11 o'clock, and especially our students uh, who come, and many of them have projects sure. where they have to sit in on city council meetings so we can get them to bed on time. And um, it, it's all for the public's sake, uh, to be honest with you. So, you know, just like I mentioned that uh, we started today, or you did, at uh, uh, 1 p.m., mm -hmm. uh, you know, as Mansfield grows, we anticipate our meeting starting just a little bit earlier uh, anyway, not just the, the public portion, but and all of our meetings are public, by the way, yeah. but but even when our day starts. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised that in the near future where you hear about us starting at 1 p.m. more often, because that's kind of where we are now in doing the business of the city. And so for the benefit of the listeners out there, the work sessions that start at 3 p.m. or 1 p.m., they people can watch the stream. People can watch the stream. People can attend. For example, I mentioned the the uh, eight a.m. meeting that's going to take place on Friday. Yeah. Listen, uh, people can meet us at the front door uh, there and uh, come right in. All of our meetings, uh, you know, w we hope are meetings where people know that uh, we want to put the business of the city in front of our folks, uh, the stakeholders, the taxpayers, and to us, that's very important. And uh, we appreciate uh, being able to serve, and we recognize that uh, time is precious and sure. um, takes time to serve. We call this a moment with the mayor. Uh, Michael, go forth and uh, prosper. And we'll, oh, 
We'll see you. <laughs> we'll see you in a couple of weeks. All right. Thank you, Steve. I'll see you later. And uh, in the Vulcan way, you go forth and prosper as well, sir. A Mansfield man has been sentenced for a $3.5 million multi-year fuel credit tax fraud. And Colleen has the details. Joseph Akashile has been sentenced for a $3.5 million tax fraud scheme relating to false tax returns claiming fuel tax credits. Akashile used multiple aliases to steal millions of dollars from American taxpayers by fraudulently using a tax credit designed to aid business owners and then laundering the money through multiple accounts he controlled in a failed effort to disguise his criminal scheme. As part of his long-running financial fraud, Akashile and his associates stole the identities of numerous people. According to U.S. Attorney Ryan K. Buchanan, the charges and other information presented in court included that Joseph Akashile committed a wide-ranging fraud that resulted in the issuance of more than 100 fraudulent treasury checks worth over $3.5 million. For more than five years, Akashile and others submitted federal corporate tax returns claiming fraudulent refunds for a web of corporations set up using stolen identities. The fraudulent tax returns claimed false fuel tax credits, resulting in large refunds. The fuel tax credit is intended to assist legitimate businesses in offsetting fuel taxes they pay for off-road vehicles. The defendant received the fraudulent refund checks and altered them to change the payee to a corporation created for the scheme. Akashal then laundered these funds through other accounts, including multiple business accounts he controlled in one of his many aliases. 57-year-old Akashal was sentenced to four years, three months in prison, to be followed by two years of supervised release and ordered to pay restitution in the amount of $3.6 million. Akashal was convicted on these charges on June 9, 2023, after he pleaded guilty. This case was investigated by the Internal Revenue Service Criminal Investigation and U.S. Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration. For the first time, Mansfield ISD has been named to the Forbes list of America's best midsize employers. MISD has been recognized as one of Forbes' best in-state employers three years in a row, but this is the first time the district has received the national distinction. MISD joins the top 1% of employers across the country who have received this prestigious recognition. America's Best Mid-Size Employers 2023 were identified by an independent survey taken by approximately 45,000 employees working for companies between 1,000 and 5,000 employees. Employees were asked to rate their willingness to recommend their employers to friends and family. Participants were also prompted to evaluate other employers in their respective industries. Based on respondents' recommendations, Mansfield ISD made the top half of 500 companies across 25 industry sectors. It's always nice when a local business has reached a milestone anniversary, whether it's their first year, their 10th year, perhaps their 25th year. We have a local uh, business here in town that is celebrating a rather large milestone anniversary. And with us on the phone to talk about it is John Presley, the owner of Mansfield Fine Jewelry. First of all, John, welcome to About Mansfield. Thank you very much, Steve. Mansfield Fine Jewelry is celebrating how many years? We will be celebrating 40 years in business this coming weekend. 40 years in business. And if I understand it's 
Same location for the entire 40 years. Yes, sir. Same location. Tell me a feel-good story. Perhaps maybe a, a, a bride came in and something happened to her or maybe an anniversary ring or something that happened there at the, uh, at the jewelry store that, uh, that, that left you uh, with a melted heart. The best story I can come up with actually happened during COVID. I had a young girl come in and she had her grandmother had passed away from COVID right after it started. And she was gifted four little silver rings to remind her of her grandmother. And she brought them in one day and said, can I please get these rings sized and clean so that I can remember my grandmother. And I said, yes, ma'am. I said, we're extremely busy. Give me four or five business days and I'll be able to get on it. And so I got to work the next morning and my son and myself had about 10 custom pieces that we were working on that were going to just take days and days to do. And I looked at that girl's invoice and I thought, you know what, I can get this done right now. And so I pushed everything else to the side. I got her four little silver ring sized and polished and I called her and I said, sweetheart, I said, I jumped on your job first thing this morning. Your rings are ready. Within 20 minutes, she was in the store, tears rolling down her face because it reminded her of her deceased grandmother. And that just melts my heart every time I think about it, that we were capable to do something for her in such a time of need that she really appreciated. Yeah. And I would assume over 40 years, you have hundreds, if not thousands of stories. Yes, yes, sir, we do. And that's one thing about jewelry. Every piece of jewelry has a story. You just don't get a a ring or a necklace. It's usually an anniversary, a birthday, or a push present for a new mother. Every piece of jewelry is extremely sentimental, and we are truly blessed to be able to help our community with something that is that important to them. You opened 40 years ago, October 1st, 1983. I know it's a family affair there at Mansfield Fine Jewelry. Your mom, Alma, was involved as well. Give some shout outs to those who you feel are deserving. Well, my my mother and I actually opened it together in 1983, and she worked hand in hand. Well, we worked hand in hand together up till COVID hit and she was turning 80 and she, we decided it was probably time for her to retire because of the risk of the virus. Mm-hmm. And so she is retired. My son Thomas has been working with me full time for 13 years, mm-hmm. but he's always been in the business. I actually have a picture of him when he was about 10 years old, wearing one of my jewelry aprons working on my bench. So he's always been in the business with us. And uh, we have two other ladies that work with us full and part-time. Beverly Wainwright has been with us for about six years. And then R.T. Hall is our newest acquisition. And she is one of the pickle queens here in town. Yeah, she is. And so she, and she is. And she is. Uh, she, she retired from McKesson Pharmaceutical and was looking for something to keep her busy. And so we hooked up and she has been a, a tremendous asset to our business. Tell us about the big event that you've got coming up on September 30th. We have a huge party coming up in our parking lot. We're going to have a huge tent. Uh, We're going to have free hot dogs and hamburgers. We're going to have a margarita machine. We're going to have Cokes, tea, Dr. Pepper. We're going to have a bounce house for the little kids to play in all day long. We're going to have music. 
and we're going to do giveaways. We're going to have multiple uh, free uh, drawings throughout the day. You do not have to be present to win, but you do have to come in and register. Now, I know where you're located, but perhaps there are some people out there that don't. Where uh, Give out the address. The address is actually 1292 Highway 157 North here in Mansfield. And it's literally across the street from the Whataburger and the Soul Man's Barbecue on Highway 157. 1292 North 157, which coming out of downtown, stay on Main Street, it turns into 157. And you're, you're right there on, yes, on, sir. on the right-hand side. Yes, sir. 40 years. Congratulations to, to you. We're, and, and uh, well, Thank uh, you very much. We're very blessed that we've been able to uh, support and be a part of our community for all these years. Anybody and everybody within the sound of my voice is welcome to attend. It's the 40th anniversary party on September 30th at Mansfield Fine Jewelry. It runs 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. This is your Ruby anniversary. It's our Ruby Jubilee. Yes, sir. Oh, the, the Ruby Jubilee. 40th anniversary is is Ruby, so our theme is rocking our Ruby Jubilee, rocking since 1983. It's going to take place at Mansfield Fine Jewelry right there, 1292 North FM 157. Uh, John, congratulations, and uh, here's to another 40 years. Thank you very much, Steve. It's been my pleasure, sir. And while you're out and about on Saturday, Bethlehem Baptist Church is hosting a community health and wellness fair at the church. Bethlehem's Cynthia James has the details. We'll have local health and wellness companies such as Methodist Mansfield, Mansfield Missions. We'll have home health. We'll have hospice care. There's going to be a game truck for the children. There's going to be free produce. And it's something for everyone in the family. Bethlehem Baptist Church is located at 1188 West Broad Street, and the health and wellness event runs this Saturday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. In sports, it was a nail-biter at Newsom Stadium on Friday night as the 0-5 Lake Ridge Eagles nearly handed a defeat to the undefeated Mansfield Tigers. Final score, 35-33. Lake Ridge went to the locker room at halftime with a 24-14 lead and even increased that lead by two with a safety midway through the third quarter. But then the Tigers came roaring back, scoring three unanswered touchdowns to seal the deal. Senior running back James Johnson ended the night with 15 carries, 144 yards, and three touchdowns, while by air, junior receiver Jacoby Hayes had seven receptions, including a 77-yarder, and scored two touchdowns. Elsewhere in the district, the 5-0 Timberview Wolves down Newman Smith, 55-14. Legacy drops to 1-4 with a defeat to Skyline, 36-16. And at Newsom Thursday night, the Summit Jags outscored Burleson, 49-11. Senior running back Amari Burgess carried the ball 10 times for 199 yards, scoring three of the Jags' seven touchdowns. Senior receiver Joseph Williams ended his night with two receptions for 76 yards, as well as a 36-yard punt return and two touchdowns. There's only one game this week. Timberview takes on Birdville in their homecoming game Friday night at Newsom with a 7 p.m. kickoff. Lakeridge, Timberview, Legacy, and your Mansfield High Tigers all have the week off. Taking a look at the highs and the lows around the state this past week, Rising Star downed Bluffdale 90-42 while Mission Sherilyn nipped Mercedes 6-3. And finally, the biggest goose egg in the state, 
comes from the panhandle as Sunray routed Crosbyton 81-0. If you have a comment about the show, the news, whatever's on your mind locally, the good, the bad, the ugly, come on now. What's on your mind? You can reach us by voicemail at 817-435-2938. Again, that's 817-435-2938. This coming Saturday, September 30th, is National Love People Day, a day that asks us to lift up others through the profound power of unconditional love, simply through the practical application of Love your neighbor as yourself. How can you observe National Love People Day? I'm glad you asked. Find ways to show unconditional love for your neighbors, your colleagues, your strangers, your community. Volunteer, share, give, or as my church says, give your time, talent, or treasure. Or maybe while you're at it, create a special music playlist for the day. Love the one you're with. I will always love you. Can't help falling in love. Crazy little thing called love. Endless love. Love me do. To love somebody. And the list goes on and on. A final thought on how to make National Love People Day a success. In the words of John Lennon, all you need is love. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. Want to avoid getting the flu this season? I'm Angel Biasati. We'll talk about it next in Methodist Mansfield News to Know. Your homestead exemption is one of the most important tax reduction benefits to Texas homeowners. I'm Beth Steinke, and today on the Mansfield Real Estate Report, we're going to make sure you're ready to vote in November. In this week's Cocktail of the Week, I'll be talking about a cocktail that's a delightful riff on the classic mojito. We are Mansfield's only source for news, sports, and conversation. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. This portion of the news was brought to you by the Grandview Event Center. The housing market is evolving as interest rates rise to meet inflation. Speculation abounds as to what the future may hold. Do you have a trusted advisor? The Roger and Beth team at Century 21 Judge Fight should be your first call in all matters concerning real estate and the market. We specialize in residential real estate for both buyers and sellers. With industry partners across North America, our resources and expertise can turn the home you've been envisioning into a reality. Visit our website at homesinmansfield.com to learn more. That's homesinmansfield.com. I'm Philip Washington, Chief Investment Officer of Stonehill Wealth Management and host of the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. First book I read in college was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. And since then, I've read tons and tons of books on money. And what I've done is taken those lessons, simplified them, and I talk about those lessons on the podcast, Wealth Building Made Simple. So come hang out with us. We're on every major platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube, Wealth Building Made Simple. Congratulations to Jeannie Herman, who was the first person to correctly answer last week's Mansfield trivia question. Who held world boxing, karate, and kickboxing titles all at the same time? Of course, we're talking about the great Troy Dorsey. When we come back, this week's trivia question. This is about Mansfield. At Methodist Mansfield Medical Center, we've been caring for our home team for over 15 years. Today, you'll find award-winning physicians on the medical staff, advanced neurosurgery, a level three trauma center, critical care for newborns, and comprehensive orthopedic care. Methodist Mansfield, delivering the care our friends, neighbors, and home team depend on. That's community, and why so many people trust Methodist. Hey, it's Steve Casillo, and are you ready to make your voice heard? 
Want to bring out your ideas to life through captivating conversations and engaging visuals? Look no further than Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio, your one-stop destination for award-winning audio and video podcast recording. Equipped with cutting-edge microphones, crystal-clear audio recording, and high-definition cameras, we're here to turn your ideas into engrossing content. But it's not just about the equipment. We're dedicated to bringing out the best in your content. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, We're here to elevate your podcasting game. We'll even help you with intro music, transitions, voiceover, and that professional polish that sets your podcast apart. So whether you're into interviews, storytelling, or simply sharing your expertise, Podcast Mansfield can help bring your podcasting dreams to life. Visit podcastmansfield.com. Podcast Mansfield, we're creating your podcast masterpiece has never been easier. Hi, this is Joe Jenkins with Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance, specializing in auto, home, commercial, and life insurance. I was born and raised here in Mansfield, Texas. We're active in the community, and Mansfield's a town we really care about. Our office has over 30 years' experience in the insurance industry, and we're passionate about what we do and about customer service. For a free quote, please visit our website at joejenkinsinsurance.com or give us a call at 817-472-6058. Once again, that website is joejenkinsinsurance.com. It is time right now, this very second, right here, right now, for the highly coveted, wildly popular About Mansfield trivia question. If you are the first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com, you will receive a $25 gift card to a Mansfield restaurant of your choice. It's brought to you by Joe Jenkins Insurance. Whether you're looking for homeowners, auto, commercial, or any other type of insurance, Joe has helped Mansfield area residents understand the insurance coverage that best fit their needs since 2010. You can find him on the internet at joejenkinsinsurance.com. Colleen! Let's get to this week's question. Well, Steve, the Mansfield Historical Museum, located at the corner of Main and Broad in historic Mansfield, hosts thousands of visitors each year with displays that date back as far as the 1800s. This week's trivia question is, in what year did the Mansfield Historical Museum open? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, in what year did the Mansfield Historical Museum open? Good luck, and thanks to Joe Jenkins Insurance for the gift card. Hi, this is Mansfield Chamber of Commerce CEO Lori Williams, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. Angel Biasati has news on how to avoid getting the flu this season in Methodist Mansfield, News to Know. Angel? Washing your hands with soap and water is one of the best ways to get rid of germs. If soap and water are not readily available, you can use an alcohol-based hand sanitizer, but be sure it contains at least 60% alcohol. Germs can spread from person to person by shaking hands, turning doorknobs, and even typing emails on your computer keyboard. But whenever you touch another person or touch an object another person has touched, you're collecting germs on your hands. And touching your own mouth, eyes, or nose exposes you to whatever germs you've collected. That makes hand washing the most important step you can take to prevent illness and disease. So wash your hands for at least 20 seconds. A good rule is to make sure you're washing your hands long enough to sing happy birthday twice. 
It's also important to get a nice froth of soap on your hands. Make sure you wash between your fingers, both the tops and bottoms of your hands and your nail beds. And if you wear jewelry, you need to remove it or make sure you get that lather and friction underneath. Then rinse completely and dry. Another way to stop the spread of germs is to cover your coughs and sneezes. When coughing occurs, it's best to cover your mouth with a facial tissue and wash your hands afterward. The same thing goes for sneezing. You should sneeze into the crook of your elbow rather than out in the open area around you. You should also wash your hands before you eat or prepare food, after you touch raw produce and meat, and after you use the restroom. You should also wash your hands after sneezing or coughing, touching your eyes, nose, and mouth, or coming in contact with someone who may be sick. Whether you use soap and water or hand sanitizer, all of these strategies will help minimize the likelihood that you will pick up a cold or flu. That's Methodist Mansfield News to Know. I'm Angel Biasati, reporting for the About Mansfield podcast. Realtor Beth Steinke shares details on why every Texas homeowner should have a homestead exemption in the Mansfield real estate market update. Beth? Earlier this year, I had two different homeowners contact me and share that their mortgage payments just kept going up and up and up, to the point that they were becoming quite unmanageable. I did a complete review for them, and I discovered that neither one had filed for their homestead exemption, which allowed their tax valuation to skyrocket without that homestead cap in place. This is one of the biggest benefits on the homestead. For your primary home, the homestead caps the amount your taxable value can increase to just 10% each year. The other important provision that the homestead provides for is an overall reduction in your home's taxable value by a set amount. Currently, that amount is set at $40,000, whether your home is worth $250,000 or $750,000. The 88th session of the legislature passed significant relief for all Texans, but and this is significant. It requires Texas voters to pass a constitutional amendment on November 7th. If voters approve the change in November, a few things will happen for Texans. The first and probably the most impactful will be an increase to the homestead exemption from that 40000 to 100000 So if you live in a house with a taxable value of 400000 you'd previously have been assessed tax on 360000 of that value. With this change, you'll be assessed on just 300000 If you are over 65 or disabled, your exemption will be $110,000. In even better news, the change will go into effect for this tax year, so the 2023 property tax year. This is welcome relief for all Texans, to be sure. So first, make sure you have your homestead exemption in place. If your taxes have felt out of control the last few years, it's completely possible you missed filing for that exemption. It is a one-time filing, but you do have to do it every time you move into a new primary residence. If by chance you did not, you may be eligible for up to two years retroactive adjustment. One of those families I mentioned earlier has already received a check for that adjustment, and the other one should be receiving one in the next few weeks or months. The next thing is to make sure that you are registered to vote. The last day to register for November election is October 10th. That's only about two weeks away, so there's no time to delay. If you have moved recently, you'll need to update your voter registration. And put November 7th on your calendar. 
We need all Texans to make sure our voices are heard on this important issue. The legislature worked really hard to put this together for our benefit. Let's show up and vote. And for those that are wondering where the money is coming from, there is a terrific article in the Texas Tribune detailing all of the provisions of the bill and where this funding is coming from. Regardless of how you vote, I look forward to seeing you at the polls. Now let's get an update on what's happening in the real estate market locally. Reviewing August data year over year, things still appear to be very stable. Median sales price in Mansfield remained unchanged from last month at 500000 But I have a sneaking suspicion we may start seeing that number drop slightly over the coming months. The Federal Reserve met last week and finally gave us a break from continuous rate hikes and left the Fed borrowing rate unchanged. This pause is much needed and maybe a little slower of a response to the dropping inflation environment that we had hoped for. Recently, someone shared that they wanted to make a move, but were struggling to make sense with that decision because they currently have a sub-3% interest rate on their current home, a home that is no longer serving them. They asked if there was any hope to replace their home with a similar rate. So many of you are wondering how to plan for the coming year or two. This is the right time to reach out to your trusted real estate professional and get those questions answered. Position yourself for making housing changes and to capitalize on great rates if you have them. Your realtor follows the market and is armed and ready to help you make smart decisions with your real estate portfolio. And as always, if you don't have a trusted real estate advisor, Roger and I are standing by to help. Do you have a real estate question I can answer or a topic you'd like me to cover? Send me a message via email to info at aboutmansfield.com. For the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Beth Steinke with Century 21 Judge Fight. Shaken or stirred, either way, you know it's always good as Brian serves up a very luscious delight in the cocktail of the week. Brian. This week's cocktail of the week is the Blackberry Mojito Batch Made Cocktail. A refreshing blackberry mojito is taken to new heights when you make it as a big batch infusion, allowing the key ingredients to steep together, coaxes out maximum flavor for a cocktail that's greater than the sum of its parts. With the right amount of fresh lime juice, rum, mint, blackberries, and thyme, you can easily enjoy pictures of amazing mojitos anytime you make it. But don't worry about taking notes. As I'm giving out the ingredients and instructions, I'll always be posting them on bourbongospel.com. You're going to start with two cups of ripe, juicy blackberries. You're going to rinse them gently under cool water and pat dry with a paper towel. Then put the blackberries into a large drink dispenser or pitcher. You're going to use a wooden spoon or a muddler to lightly crush the blackberries to release their tart juice. But be gentle. You want to break them up a bit, not make a puree. Next, add the fresh lime juice. You'll need about a half cup of the juice or the juice from three to four limes. You're going to roll the limes firmly on the counter before slicing them in half and then squeezing them into the pitcher. Having the limes at room temperature always helps to maximize the amount of juice. Then you're going to drop the squeezed lime halves into the pitcher as well for more flavor infusion. Now measure out one cup of white rum and pour it over the muddled blackberries and lime juice. The dark, subtle flavors of white rum works best for this drink. Dark rum, in my opinion, overpowers the fresh berries and citrus notes. And now it's time to prep the mint. You're going to grab about 20 to 25 fresh mint leaves, give them a gentle slap between your hands right before adding them to the pitcher. 
This releases the aromatic mint oils that will infuse into the mixture. Once all the ingredients are in the pitcher, use a long-handled spoon to stir everything together. Cover and refrigerate four to six hours or as long as overnight, because this is going to allow time for all the flavors to meld together as the batch chills. When ready to serve, give the pitcher another good stir, fill glasses with ice, pour the mojito mixture over top, add club soda or sparkling water to taste. The carbonation will add a nice brightness to the drink. And then garnish each mojito with a lime wheel for a final pop of citrus flavor and aroma. Making a large batch of blackberry mojito enables you to simply pour out the drinks without having to muddle and mix each one from scratch. And letting it infuse means much, much more flavor in every sip. The blackberries, the lime juice, the rum, the mint all have time to work together to create a well-balanced and delicious cocktail. Be sure to use always fresh quality ingredients. The ripe blackberries will offer sweet and tart juiciness. Good limes yield a bright citrus essence. But go easy on crushing the mint. You want aromatic oils, not shredded leaves. And taking the extra time on the front end means enjoying pictures of amazing mojitos anytime. The batch technique coaxes the best of the core ingredients, infusing everything together, resulting in a flavor-packed blackberry mojito, unlike anything you can mix up on the spot. Now you can sit back and enjoy cocktail hour with your friends with a refreshing drink at the ready. As always, I'm interested to hear your take and input. You can reach me at brian at bourbongospel.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad. But too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain. We're back in 60 seconds with Steve's in-studio interview with Brian McFadden. Hey, it's Steve Casillo, and we all remember the storm that blew through our town back in June that pelted this community with baseball-sized hail. It did a ton of damage around Mansfield, including my own roof. Regular listeners to About Mansfield have heard Paul Duncan's commercials for Trinity Roofing and Construction. And after the storm, I reached out to him, and boy, am I glad that I did. From the first call to Paul, to working with the crew leader, the scheduling department, and the entire construction team, and how it all played out with my insurance company, working with Trinity Roofing and Construction was a breeze. It's easy to see why they're a platinum preferred contractor with Owens Corning with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. So if you're thinking on replacing your roof, look no further than Trinity Roofing and Construction. They're a Mansfield-based company, and you can find them on the web at trinityroofingconstruction.com. Again, that's trinityroofingconstruction.com. Hi, I'm Megan Sutton, owner of Shane Boy's Craft Hawaiian Grinds, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to talk, and today we do part two of our interview with Brian McFadden, the new executive director of the Mansfield Mission Center. Let's go back in time. Okay. Tell me about Brian McFadden. Uh, you you mentioned when you walked through the studio door here, uh, what, a half hour ago, you're from West Texas. Mm-hmm. That's all I know about you. <laughs> so let's go back to West Texas. Uh, and what part of West Texas are sure. you from? Sure. Maybe I better answer that in, in, in the a better way because when people ask me where I'm from, I say I'm just from Texas. Okay. Because I've pretty much lived all over the whole state. Uh, 
When I was born, I lived out in East Texas in Longview till I was about 12 years old. So I feel like that's where my childhood was. Um, but my dad uh, was transferred with his, con- his company into Central Texas, a little bitty town called Early Texas. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's just outside of Brownwood. And that's where I, I went to junior high and high school. And so from there, uh, I was ready to get out of small town America. As good as it was, I was ready to, to move on. And so I went out to Lubbock, Texas, attended Texas Tech University. Go Red Raiders, Reckham Tech. Yeah. Uh, met my beautiful bride there, and we married, and we've been married for 35 years now. Congratulations. Thank you. So started my career, moved down to San Antonio for a couple of years. Uh, so I really have lived all over Texas until early 90s. Uh, I call it my wayward years. The Lord sent me to Oklahoma, yeah, and I lived there for almost seven years. But in 2000, we got back to Texas as quick as we could. There. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to Longview. Yeah. So elementary and, and middle school Correct, years. Correct, yeah. Hobbies. What uh, what were you? What were your interests? Oh my were... goodness! I had two brothers, yeah, and so we were big, big sports people. So Longview. When I think of it, I think of baseball. Hmm. My dad was a coach. We played little league. Uh, I have an older brother and a younger brother, and and back in those days, your teams you graduated into the next level of the same you know, team, right. if you will. And so we were the colonels and the rebels, and we just loved baseball, everything about it. Do you remember your best friend's name from, from elementary school? I do. What a strange question. David Seal. That's why I'm the host. I ask the strange questions. Uh, David Seal. Yes, sir. And do you still keep in touch with I him? I do not. You... <laughs> you know what? Here's a crazy story. Okay. Uh, when I was working at Rush Creek Church, um, we had helped start a church up in, in Manhattan in New York City. And I went up for a partner's meeting with our church planter and some of the leadership in that church. And we're sitting in a restaurant with about a dozen people from his church and, and then a couple of the, the church leaders from Rush Creek. And this man across the table said, did you go to Pine Tree in Longview, Texas? And I was like shocked. I said, yeah, I did. He goes, I think we were in second grade together. Oh, wow. It blew my mind that he could, one, remember me from from back then. But sure enough, uh, when the holidays come along, I'm at my mom's house, pull out the yearbook, and there he was. Again, I've not heard of early Texas. Okay, early Longhorns. Uh, But... um... But I certainly know where Brownwood is. And um, tell me about your high school days. Yeah, high school. Uh, well, junior high and high school, I got into to band. And okay. so I played the trumpet. Um, but it was a small school, so I played the trumpet and played on the football team. I marched in the band and was the drum major at halftime. Wow. So you didn't have to change uniforms, though, did you? No, I pulled off the shoulder pads, uh, got my instrument, and participated in halftime. Oh, my gosh. And And... Drum major. Oh, so drum major, you're up on the... Uh, you're flapping uh, your big, arms around. The, the big stands. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, because I've seen that in some of the smaller schools where, yeah, this, the, the even to the point where football players are, are working the concession stands <laughs> during either during halftime or before, sure. before the game. But you got to do what you got to do. That's right. And uh, yeah, you were the Longhorns. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then uh, football, what position did you play? I play tackle. And so uh, I'm not a very, I wasn't a very big guy then, um, but I was the biggest that our school had to offer. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I would assume six man? 
No, we no. were regular 2A. We went okay. back and forth between 2A and 3A. We really liked it when we were 2A because we were a big, strong school. 3A, we were a small 3A and didn't do very well. Do you attend your your uh, your, your reunions? Yeah, I went back to my 30-year reunion, and it was... Uh, it was crazy that everyone got old but me. Yeah. And so I was shocked that That's that had the happened. Case. Uh, but yeah, it was good to connect with people and see where life had taken them. But we don't get back very often. My family moved away, and we didn't have any other relatives that lived there. So just a couple of times have I been back. What does one do on a Friday night when there's no football uh, in early Texas? You do stupid stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian. Maybe we should move on. Brian, tell me a <laughs> tell me a stupid stuff that Brian. Uh... You know, it was the eighties. Yeah, uh, Lake Brownwood was there, so we spent a lot of time at the lake. Um, that was a lot of fun. I worked a lot. I worked at Chick Fil A. I loved what mm-hmm. I did there, um, and just hung out with friends. And a lot of stupid stuff. No, no, no cruising up and down Main Street. We had a uh, drag. Did you? A yeah, Main Street. Oh, uh, sure. Oh, sure. Yeah, those were the days. What were you driving back uh, in, in high school? You know what? I was pretty blessed. My parents bought me a 1984 Camaro. Oh, nice. Bright red. It was beautiful. And the cops, every cop knew you, right? Oh, they did. Yeah. Officer Chuck, I remember him. We had one in early. (laughs) (laughs) Officer Chuck ever pull you over? Uh, Once or twice. I got my first ticket before I even had a license because my family was fairly strict about getting ready to go to church on a Sunday morning, Mm -hmm. which the preparation started on Saturday. So you had to polish your shoes and you had to take mom's car to be cleaned and washed and polished. And I was at a car wash cleaning it when it was daylight. But by the time I finished, I pulled out uh, and it was dark and I didn't have my lights on. Mm. And so I got pulled over and reprimanded for driving without a license. I do not recommend this, kiddos. From off- from Officer Chuck. From Officer Chuck. Okay, here in town, there's uh, uh, who has uh, there was there was motorcycle Mike. Okay, here in in Mansfield, <laughs> that very well known in the, uh, the the streets of downtown. I wonder if it was similar. Probably related. A uh, lot of people. A <laughs> lot of people knew uh, motorcycle Mike. Before we get into your college days, uh, what uh, what were some of your favorite classes in in high school? Oh, I loved um, English literature. I loved everything really? about it. Yeah, it's kind of the geeky part of me. Even in high school, I started accepting accepting uh, a magazine subscription called British Heritage. Hmm. And so I loved everything about English history and literature. So it's a unknown fact about me. The old British poets. And, yeah. Um, yeah, which I've, I remember very little of anymore other than the history side of things, but that was what I was into in high school and college. That I was just going to ask, so that carried into college, was English lit your... your it main, was my minor. Your yeah, minor in Yeah, so Texas I went Tech. to school thinking that I wanted to be an opera singer, um, which was bizarre, a little a little kid from early Texas wanting to do that. You know, a little bird told me that you had a musical past and that may have involved opera. And I, <laughs> I, I literally was going to ask you about that, but um, I, I'm glad you brought that up first. Tell me about the opera. Yeah, and- I don't know. I don't know where it came from. There's no one in my family who is involved in classical arts, but it intrigued me from an early age, so much so that I, I thought I wanted to do it as a vocation. Hmm. Um, once I got into school, uh, my interest began to, to 
to go different places, but I, I finished up there still thinking that I might uh, pursue community theater or the opera at some point. But the company my dad uh, was managing, I started working for him, uh, became an internal auditor for that industry and worked there for 12 years and never did pursue the opera uh, side of it. Now, I love going to the opera. I love going to the theater, yeah. uh, different places all around the world. I've been blessed to visit and attend those, but yeah, never as a vocation. Do you have a favorite op- operatic piece? Uh, I don't know. Figaro is one of those good ones. There's a lot of, a lot of good ones. I'm not sure about a favorite. Vivaldi is probably one of my favorite composers. Okay. And so that will put me in a really good chill spot. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Four Seasons. Four Seasons. There you go. Mm-hmm. When, uh, to be honest, uh, when, when I listen to classical music, it's usually to get me pumped up. And something like Mahler's Fifth, oh, where yeah. you're going, okay, I need uh, pictures at an exhibition or yeah. uh, something that's that's – it's got energy, maybe a little anger behind it. Um, uh, Carmina Burana mm. um, of something that uh, passionate music. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The the romantic era didn't do much for me, and you know, give me something with <laughs> uh, lots of low end, lots of even a gong, lots of drama. If, if, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm more the romantic. As a matter of okay. fact, when I was at Tech, there was a guy. Uh, they're working on his PhD in classical guitar. Mm. And I'm set through a, a many concerts of him playing his guitar. I met my wife while attending tech in the music department, and she hated it. She hates classical guitar to this day, uh, but I love it. Do you play guitar? I don't. It is on no. the bucket list. Uh, before I leave this earth, I do want to be able to strum the the guitar. Okay, because right over my left shoulder is a guitar here in the studio. I oh, thought, I thought maybe maybe the first lesson today, I, or the lesson. <laughs> or I, I was hoping that yes, I play guitar and I could get a little uh, uh, note or two out of you, but uh, not going to happen. Opera. I mean, that's 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 very cool. And it is cool. I, I think there's a. Uh, an assumption that people from Texas don't have very much culture or arts, and uh, it's definitely uh, not true. There's so many talented people right. who are who are diverse in their their likes and dislikes he, here in Texas, and so it's a it's a great area of the arts and the music that still has my heart. At what point did you figure out? Opera is just not going to work out. It, I'm not sure I've quite figured it out yet. <laughs> do you, uh, I know people love to sing in the shower. Do you do you get, go into Figaro or you know or? What, what's crazy is um, coming out of college and and working and. I, Growing a family, I was always super involved in the, the worship ministry at whatever church I was in at the time, and very, very involved in the leadership side of that as well. Um, and when God called me into ministry, I was in the business world, uh, I didn't feel like it was in the worship arts. I didn't feel like hmm. it was leading music or any of those things, which is bizarre to think that that's where my passion had been, um, but I realized it was just a talent and a skill and not necessarily my passion. Are you the loud guy in church then when they're singing hymns and... and... I am not the loud guy. You're, okay. No, no. 
Let's go back to uh, Texas Tech then, from high school into Texas Tech. So you played high school and, and trumpet in high, in high school. Mm-hmm. Did you carry those traits into... Uh, I did. I marched in the tech band. I loved it. It was an incredible experience. It was a wild experience, um, but it was a lot of fun. Tell me about a, a day, a typical day at Texas Tech. I've uh, only been there once, and oh. that was actually to take a tour thinking that my son might go there yeah. for, for music school, which, um, uh, so I, I've only been on campus once. Yeah. Tell me about a typical day at Texas Tech. You know, the good thing about, about Texas Tech and the campus there is um, you have to remember it's out in the desert. So Lubbock is yeah. probably not the most attractive <laughs> town when you look at the rest of the world, but it's in its own way. It's beautiful. And the Tech campus is just this oasis there in the middle of the city. And so my experience at Tech was phenomenal. They have an incredible school of music. Mm-hmm. A lot of great people uh, go there to study who are very talented, and they have produced tons and tons of educators who are leading our schools and organizations around the world. You mentioned English Lit was your minor. What was your major? Um, music performance. Music performance yeah. with the trumpet. With the voice. And, oh, with, oh you yeah. were, okay, so you were still yeah. interested. I, I'm pretty much, Steve, one of those jack-of-all-trades, but not a master of any of them. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I marched, played the trumpet, but voice was my primary instrument. Do you still play the trumpet? I don't. Do you own a trumpet? I do. Okay, you still so own it. So there's still hope. All right. <laughs> When, at what point did you say, you know what, I'm, I'm done with the trumpet? You know, uh, the, the churches that I was attending didn't have orchestra uh, at all. And so the, the need for me to play was, was far and few between. Every so often, I would play in my 20s, special mm-hmm. request, but it really has been probably 25 years since I've even played at all. What brought you to Oklahoma? Um, the company I was working for, there was a position open uh, in Oklahoma City. And so I uh, was promoted, moved there, lived in a, a suburb uh, just west of the city, worked in the city, uh, and lived there for almost seven years. We loved our time there. The people in Oklahoma are phenomenal. Not as good as Mansfield. Right. Obviously. <laughs> I was um, going to say. But all right. We still have great friends there in, in, in Yukon, Oklahoma. I've only been to Oklahoma City once. We spent a three-day weekend in Oklahoma City, what uh, what are some of the highlights of, of Oklahoma City? Yeah, it is very much a different city now than it was when I lived there. Okay. Uh, we, we lived there when the bombing happened. Mm. Uh, my wife worked not far from downtown, and they saw, thought something hit their building. I was about seven miles away, and my building shook. And so it really shook um, our community. Uh, but it didn't put them down because they were sure. much stronger after it happened. And the development in downtown uh, Oklahoma City is just incredible. They created an entire river uh, for people to, to, to go along. There's shops and restaurants all through there. Bricktown is what they call it. Right. Uh, hockey was our thing when we were there in the, in the 90s. We loved to go to hockey games. Uh, being from Texas was a whole new thing. I'm not sure I quite understand the sport still <laughs> today, um, but it's a lot of fun to watch. The and, and there's a baseball stadium right there in, Brook, in Bricktown. That's right. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It was AAA uh, when we were there, so you can go for like three bucks and watch a game, and it was just incredible family time. And see either the the future players, major league baseball players, right. or or those that are actually on their way down, mm-hmm. winding uh, winding down down their career. Mm-hmm. I 
I missed a baseball game. It wasn't in in season when uh, when we went up to Oklahoma City. But um, the art museums mm-hmm. are incredible. The um, and we we went up there specifically to go to the symphony. Oh yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. and they've also got an incredible Cowboy Hall of Fame. Mm. Beautiful pieces of art there uh, to go visit the next time you're there. Seven years in Oklahoma City, that brought you to Texas. It did. Back to Texas. Back to Texas. Crazy thing. Uh, when I was in college, uh, I um, had the impression that God wanted me to go into full-time ministry, mm-hmm. but the timing never felt right. And so, fast forward to, to 1999, I'm sitting in a deacon's meeting, uh, and I felt the Lord say, now's the time. And that's I didn't hear it audibly, but I felt it. It was him speaking to me. And so I go home and tell my wife, you know, I think now's the time for me to go into full-time ministry. Um, and so we began to pray about what that would look like, uh, what area of ministry it should be, and just a lot of questions with, without answers. And so the only thing I knew to do was to, to move back to Texas to attend seminary to kind of flesh it out on where he would have me serve. And the company I was working for was incredible. They allowed me to transfer to the Dallas office hmm. uh, while I was attending school, uh, started attending Rush Creek, and the rest is history. What's the hardest part of being a pastor? Uh, there are so many good things. I like to talk about the good things, okay. Steve, but there are some hard ones. I think that um, oftentimes we're, we're looked to for all of the answers. Sure. And oftentimes there's, n- there's not a clear answer uh, for some people and where they're if, not willing to, to hear. If life truth. isn't going their direction, they why God? Why? Yeah. Either why, comma, God, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Yeah, why did God put me in this situation? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would assume that question winds up in the hands of a pastor. It does. And oftentimes people want a, a very direct answer. And most often it is, you know, let's look at what's going on and what is God trying to teach you. Yeah about yourself, about your priorities through this difficult situation. And it's once we evaluate those things, then we can find hope and direction and purpose. I saw a meme on Facebook the other day that said, God never gives you more than you can handle. That's not true, is no? it? Yeah. I, I, I think maybe God has, uh, God loves to test humans. Yeah, he allows those things to happen to sure. make us rely on him. Mm-hmm. So he does give us more than we can handle so that we rely on him. Once we give up control of our life and we turn it over to him, you know, things get better. Our perspective gets better. It right. may not mean that you get everything that you want in life and everything is going to be daisies, but your perspective changes. And it also gives you an idea of where your boundaries are. Mm-hmm. That okay, um, I'm <laughs> I'm at a gym and and someone asks me to lift six hundred pounds. No, it's not going to happen. I mm-hmm. mean, that's uh, that that opportunity is being presented to me. But um, no, I or at least someone out there is he's going. Well, I could do six hundred, <laughs> but no, not me, not me. And and so that's. Um, it's an interesting perspective, though, that that uh, uh, God does give you more than you can handle. That's right. To to see what you can handle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And sometimes that means relying on someone else to help you. Sure. Teaching you humility. And so in my role as uh, the executive director at Mansfield Mission Center, that reminding people that there's no need for shame in asking for help. That um, God has us in different roles and different seasons for a purpose, and we should learn through each of those seasons. And that if you are in a situation, check in at the mission center. Yeah, that's right. Let them know that, hey, life isn't uh, the bowl of cherries I thought it was going to be. That's exactly right. And and that really, there is no shame in, in, in going and seeking help. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. People in general have a hard time doing that, whether it's going to a family member and saying, can I borrow $100? Mm. Or going to professional help, mm-hmm. seeking a counselor. People have a hard time asking for help. They do. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things that I've realized when I was looking at coming into this role is what are the needs in our community? And one deficit that I think we have is the the, the ability to help under-resourced families in the area of mental health. Mm-hmm. And so one of the on, on the short list of things that I want to accomplish in the short term is developing a network of counselors who would give us a few hours a week to to meet with some of our neighbors and clients to serve them in the area of mental health. And again, that's uh, uh, mansfieldmission.org. That's it. That's us. For those who want to look them up before uh, actually going to see the uh, the amazing staff and volunteers at the Mansfield Mission Center. Brian McFadden, by way of Longview, Early, <laughs> Lubbock, and Oklahoma City, um, you ought to look up David Seal though, and see if... Uh, I should. Yeah. I maybe, should. Maybe he's on Facebook or something. Hey, he could be. Um, before we say goodbye, have you ever Googled your name? Uh it's been several years ago, and apparently I'm a famous Irish pop singer. Yes, um, and he's also an actor. Uh, yes, that's right, exactly. And on Twitter, oftentimes I'll get some follows from people in different parts of the world that I'm like, yeah, you got the wrong, wrong Brian McFadden. <laughs> uh, there's also a former NHL player okay, named Brian McFadden, born, I think it was 1958, played for Colorado and Minnesota. Okay. And there's a cartoonist on the East Coast. Oh wow! Name also sharing maybe, sharing. Maybe your name. I am the cartoon. Who knows? <laughs> so, um, is there anything that you want to add before we say goodbye, uh, or at least thank you for being on the uh, on the podcast? Is there anything that you want to add before we? Uh, how about maybe a shout out or something? Yeah, just a shout out to my wife who has supported me through this incredible journey Does of life. Does she have a name? Her name is Cheryl. Shout out to Cheryl. There we go. And my kids uh, are both grown now, but Caitlin and Carter, our daughter-in-law, Olivia. But the most important one is Theo, our grandson, who turns one on North Texas Giving Day. Wow. Theo. <laughs> That's right. Short for Theo. Theodore. No, just no, Theo. Just Theo. We're keeping it simple. Okay. One of my best friends from junior high school was, well, he went by Ted, but okay. he was a Theodore and we always called him Theo. I got it. Only his close friends could get away with calling him Theo. <laughs> and um, anyway, Brian McFadden, welcome to, I, I know you've been in the area for, for 20 some years, but uh, welcome to the Mansfield Mission Center. Hopefully, the fire hose will will turn itself down to a trickle, and uh, 
It's been a pleasure having you on on About Mansfield. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, we will celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month with two local residents with ties to Mexico and El Salvador. In the meantime, this is the place where you will hear the latest Mansfield news, sports, and conversation. Until then, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share, love, and or support this podcast. If you haven't already, so you never miss an episode, it's free and it's easy, head on over to our website, aboutmansfield.com. Enter your email address right there on the homepage. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Methodist Mansfield News to Know, Angel Biasati. Mansfield Real Estate Market Update, Beth Steinke. Cultural Arts Calendar, Tim Roberts. Cocktail of the Week, Brian Certain. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo. This podcast is copyrighted by Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this podcast without written consent is prohibited. We thank you all for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this is about Mansfield. Mansfield.